Oh, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have it, to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20 takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He uh He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On the Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and in today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey player, Jake Hamilton. Hammy was most recently playing for the Peoria Rivermen before they opted out of the Southern Professional Hockey League's return to play for 2021. He's a second-year pro where he has spent time in the SPHL along with the ECHL in the East Coast Hockey League. Hammy played college hockey for University of Wisconsin-Superior for two seasons before going pro while also spending some time in the, in the North American Hockey League. So welcome to the show, Jake Hamilton. Thanks for having me, Jack. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, Hammy, I, I saw you yesterday, but how, how have you been? Like, how's things going? Like, we're, we're in this blizzard right now. So what's uh, what's going on with you? Um, As far as the last couple months, I've just been skating on my own, and uh, I do private lessons and small group training with Above and Beyond Hockey. Um, Justin Nelson's in charge of that. So just been kind of helping out with him when I can. Um, but, you know, in the meantime, yeah, it's, 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 you know, a bummer. There's no season this year. I was really looking forward to going back and playing and, um, you know, it just is what it is. So um, I had an opportunity to, I know some teams are still playing, uh, you know, but I had an opportunity to kind of stay and work here and kind of build up, you know, build up my own bank account because you don't make a lot of money playing pro. So um, thankfully with uh, coaching and, and whatnot, I'm able to do that too. So um, it's pretty much what I've been doing these past couple of months. As far as the snow though, um, you know, I got stuck a few days ago, so I don't know how I feel about that. My, my, I drive a charger, so my charger got stuck in the snow. And uh, it was, uh, I didn't get home till 6.30, so I'll just put it that way. But yeah. Um, you know, I, I know it's ironic. I'm a, you know, I, I play hockey, but I hate cold weather. <laughs> so, yeah. 
that's usually how it goes. We we love playing the game, but when it comes to like the actual snow and everything, not not a lot of people yeah. like it. But yeah, it's it's good that you're like getting like putting some money in the bank in the bank account and then just training on your own. I I met you through Nelly, and I'm training with you guys now for the past month. So that that's been fun, and just it's it's crazy what the times we're living in right now. So it's, uh, definitely hopefully get back to normal next year and see you playing, playing in Peoria, hopefully again. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I'd, I'd just be happy to play, but at the same time, you know, if I were to go play somewhere else, it's just to me personally, it's just not the same experience, right? Like you're locked, you go to practice and then you're locked in your room all day. So I don't know how I would have felt, you know, being locked away for a couple months at a time. Like I'm, I don't know. I just like to get out and do things and then go do things. Even when all this COVID started, people were locked down and call it selfish. But the first thing I did was, was get a job. And, uh, you know, I've, I haven't, you know, really quarantined even for, I'd say more than a day or two. I'd, I'd even if even that, you know, I was, I've been out since all this COVID stuff happened back in 2020. So, um, unfortunately some people catch it. I've been fortunate to not catch it, but, you know, again, if I were to play somewhere else this season uh, in particular, it just it doesn't sound too appealing to me. Just, you know, being locked, just, you know, being in the same spot for almost 18 hours of the day. So, um, you know, hopefully we, we got this vaccine out and, and things will return to normal, right? Like guys can just show up to the rink. You can have fans in the stands. But, um, you know, as far as uh, – as far as everyone's situation, you know, not even hockey related, it's, it's just been, you know, it's just been weird times to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. So like, how's, how's training been for you? Like we've, we've been having some pretty good skates lately. So how's training and how's, how's coaching been as well? Yeah. Um, coaching's good. I mean, you know, I, I enjoy coaching, but at the same time, you know, kids kids nowadays are different than how like we when we were kids too. So there's just like a different type of type of approach to to do that, right? It's not trying to scare them and be strict. It's more just trying to make things fun while they can learn. So um, yeah, kids for sure nowadays are different, and you know, I'm sure the generation above me will say the same thing about us. So. Um, Coaching's been good, though. I've been staying busy for sure. Um, what was the other question you asked? How, how's uh, training been? Oh, and the training. So training role, like I said, even since COVID started, I, I maybe took – I mean, I, I got a job right away, and then I maybe took like a day or two off of just working out. And then I started working um, – you know, I started seeing my trainer in, in Peoria right away. Um, we still had our apartments for a few months. So I started just, all I did was just work out and train. And then when I moved up to Chicago, um, at the time when I was in Peoria, I didn't have ice. So when I moved to Chicago, I was excited to get on the ice at Glacier Ice Arena. And, um, and like I said, it's just, it's, I mean, you've been there. They'd, we've been skating Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, you know, they've been solid skates. So I think that's the, uh, just trying to be on the ice as much as I can while not burning myself out. So that's, that's what I try and think about. Um, you know, it's still not nothing like playing in a game. I absolutely miss that. But, uh, you know, like I said, as far as our actual skates, you know, at Glacier, it's, it's, it's the best I can, uh, best I can think of. 
Yeah, for sure. It's the best any any of us can get. So it's so we gotta do gotta roll with the punches and just take what you can get. So that's so it's been a lot of fun. So like can you give like our viewers like a little background information on yourself, like when you started playing hockey, why you started, and like yeah, where well, you grew sure. up? Um I'll definitely be able to tell this story pretty well. So basically, uh so my whole family's from Michigan. Uh, ironically, I'm an eight-mile baby, believe it or not. Um, so we were born. I was born in Redford. So anybody who's from Michigan knows where that's at. But regardless, basically, I was born in Detroit. So when I was two years old, so I mean, my whole my neighbors played hockey. My older brother played hockey. So when I was two years old, we moved to St. Louis. And then when I turned six, I just wanted to do you know what all the older kids were doing, which is play hockey. So. I learned to skate when I was about six years old, I'd say. Um, and basically, uh, yeah, we moved to, when I say St. Louis, I actually mean Southern Illinois. So it's like the Mississippi River's here, here's Missouri, here's Illinois. Like I'm on the Illinois side and I would drive across the river to play hockey. But more of the story, um, I lived there. I moved the way to Vegas when I was 16. I played double A hockey my whole life. And then when I was 16, I finally, um, made it to Triple A, had a decent year there, and then I played for the Chicago Fury. So I moved to Chicago when I was about 17 years old. Um, after the Chicago Fury, I got drafted to, by the Odessa Jackalopes. I was the last cut for the Bloomington Thunder, and then I was uh, I had an offer to go into BCHL, but I, I I really wanted to try and pursue the USHL, so that's why I stayed in the NA. And um, like I said, I think my biggest advice is, is for kids is, you know, it's, it's good to make the top team, but also go to the teams, go to the teams that want you. Right. And so Odessa Jackalopes drafted me. So I was like, well, they're showing me some love. Right. So I'll, I'll go there. So I played a season there and then I ended up going to the Sault Ste. Marie, which was, that was a, that was like a plane for them. Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. That's like Northern UP, Michigan, basically Canada. That's like if you ever seen the movie Youngblood, yeah. like it's like a it's like a movie, man. Like no joke. Um, it, it was just it was it was awesome. I've, I've you know only it's called the Sioux Eagles. Only the uh, unique unique few who've actually played or lived there will, will understand what it's like being there. But that was that was the time of my life. And then the Sioux Eagles got sold to New Jersey, and um, that's where I finished out my twenty year old junior hockey year was uh in, in New Jersey and then um excuse me wow sparkling water <laughs> um basically uh I went from New Jersey I've had the same coach for three years and then I ended up leaving school just had an opportunity to play in Peoria but I'm, I'm very thankful for that coach in um New Jersey and in Superior right so I, I basically my my college coach was was my same junior coach too yeah. so if you're tracking that um you know like I said I, I played a lot when I was a freshman and a sophomore and I was thankful to, to build my game up and then by the time I was a junior I had an opportunity to go play in uh, Peoria and this all relates uh me going back to double a so I originally tried out for Peoria and I got cut so I've been cut on so many that just relates to me I've been cut on so many teams in my life like me getting cut and then called back is it's nothing new it's just like and I don't mean that in a cocky way. Like, I'm not surprised they took me. It's just I've always been, like, the last cut, 
where like, you know, maybe a week later a team would call me or something, you know, just, I just think the teams realize like if I play and then there's a presence when I'm, you know, when I'm there and then what compared to what I'm not, even if I'm not the most skilled guy or whatever, like I, I very rarely make mistakes and I, I still have a presence on the bench. So, um, like I said, it's just always been hit or miss with teams. So, um, basically, yeah, I get cut from Peoria after I leave school. And then I'm thinking at the time, well, do I want to go back and finish school or do I want to maybe try out for another team? You know, what do I want to do? And um, I get the call back. And thankfully, I just worked my, my butt off all year. And I'm thankful for the best coach I've ever had is, is – is, this guy named Jean-Guy Trudel. So he's basically the, the Peoria coach there now. And he just taught me all those little details I was missing. I was always a hard worker, but I never really had the smarts or like the hockey sense, they'd call it. Um, I just learned to think the game on a different level because of him. So uh, regardless of where I end up, I'll always be thankful for that coach. I, I don't think I'll, you know, I don't think I'll ever find a coach that, that makes it easy for a team to buy in and, and win better than he does. But um Regardless, yeah, I ended up playing in Peoria. I'll always have a place, you know, a heart and my heart will always be in Peoria, basically. Like, like it could be a spot where I end up finishing my career, too. So who knows? Um, or I could just stay there for the rest of my career. It's it's just kind of depends on where things are at in, in life. So, but basically, um, I played I played for Peoria my rookie year. And then my second year. I started off pretty hot, had 11 points in like 10 games, something that's very rare for me because my like first – yeah, I know. And then um, it's just – it's weird because – well, like I said, it was all because of the team. It's not like I was single-handedly done. But um, it's funny because I got eight points in two years in college, and that's like 50, 60 games. So, like – it was just, it was just almost like it was like a completely different, I was a completely different player, which I, I felt like I was, especially going into that second year in Peoria. So started off hot, but again, it's not all about points and whatnot, but I started off hot, um, you know, still played solid and I ended up earning two call-ups um, to the East CHL. Um, I won't name team names, but, but basically, I don't know, like some of these teams, I don't know why they call guys up just to have them sit on the bench. I mean, I don't know if it's an ego thing or what, but regardless, um, you know, the ECHL went well. So I, I personally think our team in Peoria would actually beat some ECHL teams just based off the fact that we play together, not egos. So it'd be interesting to see if that ever got out and if a team would take us up on that. But regardless, um, yeah, I earned two call-ups, so – and then um, ended up getting sent back to Peoria after – after, um, basically around COVID time, and then that's when COVID canceled our season. So, yeah, um, I've only really played one game for Peoria back in – or two games back in 2020, I'd say, about two. You might need to stat check that. But, um, again, I, I just I just want to play for Peoria, at least start off the year there and, and you know, see what happens for next season. But, yeah, I just try and stay ready, whether the season's seven months from now or ten months from now. So um, I'm what they call a hockey hippie. I'm just at the rink all day. So Yeah, well, yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's just – it's that's an awesome background story. Like, you just you went super in-depth, which I love and everything. Just it really, like, made everything, like, sound like 
it's meant to be because like you were cut from Peoria, like you said, in after your your uh, second year in Superior when you went to try yeah. out for them. It's like what what keeps you motivated from like getting all these like just getting cut from all these teams and being able to come back and just like well, you you know you have to perform when you do come back. I was very wise. So after my junior, my junior hockey, like I had the choice. I could pay $40,000 a year to go play D1 and be a walk-on or whatever, right? Or I could pay, you know, 2000 or 3000 and go to, you know, play almost every game. So I think this all relates back to like what teams want you and what, you know, where you're at in life, right? I, I had to pay for school as I go. So, um, Something that keeps me motivated is just because little things in life, I just know I have to work harder than most people for them. So that just kind of already makes you mentally tougher. But, um, you know, so, yeah, I just think, you know, just always wanting to get better. Like, I, it's just I don't, I don't, I'm not the same when I'm not training or, or when I'm not active, right? I, I need to, to move around. I need to, you know, I just need to be always be busy doing something. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. So then, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, you're good. Uh, so then you go like throughout like all your triple A hockey and then you go on to juniors and you play, you get drafted by Odessa. It's like, how did, how did like the draft work over, over for the NAHL for the NAL and how were you like, what was that process like? Um, well, I didn't even know they, they drafted me, actually. So I actually had uh, two of my friends visit there. They were tendered, Jeremy Wick and Joe Kinsella. So they were there, and I guess they ended up telling their coaches about me somehow, and then I just get a call during the draft when that happened. But, again, I was just a young, dumb kid. I was like, oh, I'm going to play in the USHL, you know. I don't even care. Like, no, I'll do it. But, you know, looking back, dude, like, like I don't even know if I – if those my friends ever helped me out and told the coaches, who knows if I ever would have even played in the null. So I just, like I said, I just think things happen for a reason. So, you know, I just try and be a good person, do things the right way and then work hard. I mean, seeing things don't always turn out, you know, you turn out exactly how you want them, but you know, in time, everything kind of makes sense. So. Yeah, exactly. It's just all about the opportunities you're given and yeah. just the teams wanting you. So then um, yeah. So, like, what was that? What was the transition going from AAA hockey to junior hockey in the NAL and just playing in the second top tier junior league in the in this in the states? Well, I was always those guys. Like I said, I was was like borderline on teams. Every team, even Double A, like it happened in Double A, it happened in Triple A, it happened in Tier Three Junior, it happened in Tier Two Junior, and I eventually almost made it all the way to, to Tier One Junior without having an agent or a walk on. Like I, I was, like I said, I was the last can't, uh, the last cut in the USHL. So for a kid not having an agent and just working his bag off, like I, I don't think that's bad. And and a lot of times, like yeah, I don't know, like politics play a role. But you know, I just wanted to. I would just knew that if I let my play do the talking in time, that it won't matter about politics. Won't matter, right? It's just the best player will play no matter what. It doesn't matter if this kid, kid's dad's the coach or this kid's dad's the general manager, right? Our coaches are being friends with parents or whatever, right? None of that will matter. Um, everything I just said has happened, by the way, too. It still happens nowadays. And I don't mean to stay negative, but it just it just is what it is. But yeah. um, 
again, I played double in my whole life and, and I just knew as a, as an athlete, even no matter what level of hockey you play, like I just knew I worked harder than most people. Even if I wasn't the best, I knew one day if I put in the time, I will be. So to answer your question, um, basically, yeah. Um, I was actually a much better player by AAA than I was in AA. Like I got more points in AAA and everything. So transitioning from AA to AAA wasn't bad. And then from AAA to juniors, I was already kind of an older guy coming out of double AAA. So um, I just think I was more just just ready to to play at that point. So I, I wasn't. It wasn't a hard transition. I think the biggest transition, honestly, was. Uh, honestly, going from D3 to the SP, right? And it's not just the SP. It, it, it was more just uh, just playing for, for a detailed coach, right? Because if I wouldn't have figured it out, I wouldn't have made it. That's, this, that's just what it is. That's what happens. You don't figure it out, you don't make it. So, yeah, I mean, it's just that's, – I think that's part of the reason why I grew so much as a player too because I actually had a coach that knew what he was doing with developing guys and – playing within a system right not just playing favorites but again it's it's he just plays what works whether he likes the kid or doesn't like the kid he, he, he knows what takes for the team to win so you know again it d3 to the sp was the biggest jump but i, I think that was also where i made the biggest biggest improvements in that game so yeah absolutely it's like some of the things that you've learned over your course of your career have been like the little details. So would you say like, that's like one of the biggest things you learned throughout playing triple A, playing double A, going to juniors, going to college, and then going up to the SP? Yeah. All the, all the details allow you to play fast. And that's what people don't understand. It's not, again, when everybody's the same size, youth hockey is youth hockey. But, and what I mean by that is, is it's just, you can't, you shouldn't judge things by win losses and lose youth hockey. It's, it's, it's the most foolish thing ever. But, um, wait, repeat that question again. I just lost, I just, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to answer your question. Say that again, say that again real yeah, quick. Yeah, it's just like some of like the biggest things you've learned was the smaller details that like make a big difference yeah. in your game throughout exactly. going up to, uh, from youth, juniors, college, pro. It's like, would you say that's like one of the biggest things you've learned and the most, the things you've benefited from the most? Well, yeah. So like, like I said, are all the, said earlier all the details allow you to play fast meaning like just how you prepare your body right it's people think details only relate to hockey but like you gotta understand to make your to make your improvements hockey's not like a a thing you do for a couple hours a day it's who you are you know it's it's what it's like you eat you know when you eat the food doesn't always taste good you don't eat for pleasure you eat to perform right and details like get enough sleep or um having your stick on the right angle when you're you know you're playing a guy or you know having the puck and knowing what four options are around you right not just skating it and trying to dangle it. like just all like all those little details like taking care of your body and, and and little things on the ice allow you to play fast now you only learn the details by by really watching the game not being on your phone and seeing who scores but by really watching your favorite player, like how he crosses over, you know, what curve is his stick, what flex does he use, right? So, like, I just think, like, details, like, 
you know, how I use it for to help me is, is, is I, I watch my opponent's body language too, right? I, I kind of see what guys are, might, might think they're tough on the ice or which guys might think they're cocky and skilled, right? Or, or just, just even how long a guy's stick is. Like, it's just all those details. Like, if, you, if, if your mind's able to process something before it happens, you kind of already know what to do with your four options with the puck or without the puck, you know, whenever it happens. So like, that's why Gretzky was so good in his days. Cause guys, not guys in that era, they didn't have the details. Gretzky thought the game at a whole different level. Um, so that's just kind of my thing is that like, not a lot of people think they know details, but it's, uh, it gets a lot, it gets, it gets a lot more in depth than, than what most people realize. And my mind, like I said, my mind was blown away going from D3 to the SP. So um, I guess, I guess that, that's what, that's where I made my biggest improvement is just improving on the, on the little things, the little aspects of my game. So. Yeah. Yeah. So going to like the players, like just watching guys and watching players, just get those little details. And it's so like, who was your guys to watch that you'd watch and, try to pick things up from their game and try to implement it into your game? Um, Tampa Bay Lightning, I'd say for sure. Um, so those guys uh, like like Victor Hedman I watch. Um, personally, as a player, like as a team, I like to play like like Tampa Bay, right? Like just move the puck quick, um, crash the net, right? So everybody's always supporting the puck. Um, but as far as individual players – me as a player, I want to be all around good. So I want to be like pretty much, pretty much um, efficient in all areas of the, of the game. So guys like Shea Weber, Brent Burns. Um, I'm not, I'm nowhere near like Burnsy, but I can definitely steal some things off his game. Um, Chris Pronger, Al McInnes, Scott Stevens. Those are just some of the guys like I grew up watching. My favorite was Slava Fatisov. He's he's actually a Russian. He was unbelievable. But um, as far as nowadays, I like to watch uh, Andrei Sergachev and um, Cal McCarr. He's unbelievable too. So like I try and like steal like little little things like they do well, and I try and implement them in my own game. Now I know my limits too, but still, it's always good to like. And this relates back to those, you know, um, I don't mean to say this all the time, but the details, right? If you can just kind of know where you're at in the ice and, know, you know, know an area, know in space, the game is actually very, very easy to process. It looks really fast, you know, maybe when you're watching it. It's a whole lot faster when you're playing. But, again, everything's slowed down if you already know what you're doing beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. And just watching, watching players and watching what they do, like it, like a lot, like you should be watching, like watching games and just watching some of your favorite players and just picking things up from their game and just try to put stuff into your game as well. And it definitely does help like to get like that feeling like that more hockey sense, like you were talking about earlier and just seeing how they see the game and then try to implement that into your game, if that makes sense. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, like, going into your last two years of juniors, like, you played for the, for, for the Sioux Eagles and the Sioux. So, like, yeah. did, 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 like, playing in the Sioux give you a lot of confidence going into your next season of juniors before making that jump to college? Yeah, I – so, 
Um, I had a few school offers, D1 and D3, to go to go after my first year. Um, again, I was just like, why? I might as well just play it out. So, I, I we were get we were playing. So that's uh, when we switched coaches when we went from the Sioux to New Jersey. So I knew I still had to prove myself. I knew I had a year under my belt. Um, and and I just had to prove to my I had to prove to the coach there that that I, I was legit. And again, yeah, that that year in New Jersey, I, I ended up having you know a more offensive year, and and ended up making the top prospects game. So that was the difference between year one and year two. I didn't make top prospects my first year, but my second year I did. Um, but yeah, I mean. But yeah, no, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I just knew I had to prove myself. Again, I'm not a guy to like take off time in the summers. I just, even if I'm, even if I'm going back to the same team, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to come back and have a better year than I did before, whether it's for a new team or my my same team. So. Yeah, for sure. So like during your time in New Jersey, like you said, you're more productive in in the offense in the offensive side of things and defensive side of things, and you're you're a stable in the lineup as well. So like, what do you think helped you become so successful and what was able to stay in the lineup as much as you did? Just my mind, man. Just honestly, my mind. It's my, uh, I don't know, I just think differently. Even guys older than me, I think differently. But again, all the, you know, practicing and, and I just, I just know I put the time in, right? So I, I'm not anywhere nearly like where I want to be in my career, but Again, if I keep going at where I'm at, I just know only me can stop me. So, um, I just – dogs are going crazy. It's okay, buddy. I just know if I – I just know, like I said, I just don't want to have any regrets when I'm older. So I'm just going to do everything I can as hard and as, you know, efficiently as I can. And my body shuts down on me or something, it's one thing. But – it's going to be very hard for me to leave to leave altogether. So that's why I just kind of try and put everything I can into every day toward toward hockey. So, yeah, that's a great mindset to have because you want to put everything out there for when you do retire. Yeah. You don't want to regret anything. Know that you for put sure. everything you got into the game that you love. For sure, man. Yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. What are you gonna say? So I was going to say, uh, so like you decided to commit to UW-Superior after your juniors, after your years in the juniors. It's like what made UW-Superior be your school and the, what made that decision to go go there? Uh, so it was the same coach from uh, my junior My junior year was the same coach at UWS. So I'm like, I'm like I might as well go, go play there, right? And it was cheap schooling for me too. So again, I had, I had an offer to go play D1, but – I just knew I'd have to play. I'd be X amount of dollars in debt after school. So, um, again, if I were to go play, pay $40,000, I'd still owe $80,000 because I went to school for two years. It's just it's insane. So, um, that played a role was money. And, uh, again, I just knew I would play there. I just knew – I just knew – I mean, if you're a borderline D1 guy – kind of look at yourself that way or just know you just know by the time you play d3 like you, you should be in the top top of the lineup you still have to work but if you put in the work you know you'll you'll be one of the top guys so yeah for sure so then going into that first year of, of at uw superior you played in 29 games 
So like, how was your first year of college hockey for you? Or was it like, was it harder, harder or easier than you expected? It was easy. Like, just, just getting oh, used that, to the pace of the game. It wasn't hard. Uh, the NA, I think, was faster in some ways. Um, but, but again, I didn't, I didn't get a lot of points in college. That's just not what I, I don't know. You can look at my stats. I, I had chances to, but again, it's just, I didn't score that much in college compared to that I did when I was in, uh, or even in juniors, I didn't score too much compared to, compared to, you know, the Rivermen. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then going into, you played two years at UW Superior before getting your shot with the uh, Peoria Rivermen in the, in the SB. So like, what was that first taste of pro hockey like, especially like after, like you were talking earlier, you got cut from them before and then they called oh. you up and you, you played for them the rest of the, the rest of the year. Look at this guy. What's up, man? Um, so I got an assist my first game, so that felt really good. Um, I don't know. I just knew I had to perform, so my back was kind of up against the wall, right? Either I had to play good for a few weekends or – or not play good. So I just knew that that second time I was more motivated to come back and, you know, like I said, play for the team and do whatever it takes to win. So I think that's part of why I was able to stick there too, was I just, I just did whatever it took to stay and, and to win. So again, though, it was, it wasn't an easy situation. You know, my back was against the wall a lot of times, but you got very little room for error. But again, if you're completely focused on your task at hand and what's what you have to do, then, it's very, you know, it's not very often you make mistakes anyway, right? All of it just relates back to, to being prepared and being a pro and doing the things off the ice you need to do. So it's yeah. the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah, for sure. And just the mindset the mindset you have is really good. And just like you have to do it. There's no room for error, like you said, and you have to perform because it's a business. And if you're not performing, you're you're going to be gone. So like you have to – get you have to perform just you have to perform very well during when you're up in the pros no i i completely agree it's uh depending on your contract it's usually week by week so for most guys so um you could be there one weekend and be home with you know with their mom and dad the next weekend so just um again there's always that little bit of pressure in the back of your head but you know, it's 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 a business too, right? Guys can be friendly, but at the end of the day, it's it's about the success toward the team and the organization. So if, you know, what you're doing isn't helping that, then you shouldn't be there, even even if we like you. Yeah, it's all about creating opportunities and making the most of it. Exactly. Exactly, man. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, like, when you first got up into the pros, like, what was your, like, what the hell moment? Like, like anything that you experienced, like, on the ice, like, you're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. During pro hockey, I'm really thinking. Honestly, I would just say when I got when I get called when you get called up and a team sits you on the bench, like I don't understand why they call guys up and dress them and then don't play them. Like that's that's more of what it is, right? Like, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing out there is, is, is 
again, like it's it's not about for for hockey players, it's not about leagues or rankings, it's about your mindset, right? If you if you're a guy that puts in the time to practice and you take care of your body, it doesn't really matter what league you're in, you're gonna dominate regardless. So yeah, just like I said, when you fly me out and then when you, when a team flies me out and, and, and it's it's not even like like I played and they saw me play and sat me. It's like I just sat. Like I'm just like what like what's like why am I even here then? So that's that's just kinda why I'm like Okay, like who do these like? Do these guys really think they're that good, or what? Are they? I don't know. I I I won't be able. Maybe it's a good thing. I can't explain it. So, that's I, that's just the one time I was just like, what's going on? Like, you yeah. know. And, yeah. and and the craziest thing is that like when you're out, when you're on like a losing team like that, like the coaches don't change anything. They don't change the the power play. They don't change the lineup or like, and they wonder why they keep losing. So that's that's the moments where I'm like okay, some of these guys actually have jobs in this league and are pro coaches. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all for buying in. And, and you know, I'm, if you meet me too, I'm a very selfless person. So just something's happening. And it's not for me to understand, but, but to, for your specific question, like, yeah, like, like, like at least see the kid play and, and see what he can do before, like, you just – before you sit him, right? Don't dress him and not know what you're getting, and then just just have a guy there, right? But some of these guys are ruthless. They don't care like how long your road trip is or how long your car ride is, right? They don't care about about you. So that was that was just my biggest thing, right? I got a different opportunity in another organization, and it went really well. So, um, but that was it. I mean, that's the only negative thing. I was just like, what's going on? So that's it. Yeah, for sure. There's always those moments where you're like, what is going on? Just like everything's like going, not going right where like how you should, how it should be. And you're like, it's, it's very hard for everyone to process. So that's, it, it, that definitely sucks for part of it. Yeah. So just, it just is what it is. Right. I mean, I'm not saying if guys go get called up, they get, you know, they play every shift. They don't want to go on a new team, but again, I don't, I don't know. It's not, I don't know what to say to that stuff. Um, you know, just it is what it is, right? If if maybe if I was like I said at the same time, I hold myself accountable. I was like maybe if I was you know a better player, then it didn't it wouldn't even matter what the coach thinks, right? He'd have to play me. But at the same time, it's just I don't know. It's just you got to be honest with yourself at all times too. So I feel like I am, and again, that was just the one time I'm just like what's going on I might as well just again go play where I'm wanted I'm not wanted here it seems like so it, it is what it is I guess it's just it sucks but what are, what are you gonna do about it so like you you have a fun time when you're playing Peoria it's like what's been like the experience in Peoria like and just playing for uh, the Rivermen's organization just the city oh, of Peoria they win a lot they're a winning team so um yeah, they they just win. They win a ton. So I just I just like to win. And uh, Superior, we didn't win. I'm I'm happy those guys are starting to turn it around in college, right? So they started winning when I when I left. So maybe I was a problem. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we were in our oh, rebuild. No. no, I know. I'm joking. Um, I actually played on a lot of bad teams growing up. Um, Chicago Fury, though, we were good. Odessa, we were we had the most commitments in the league, and we weren't we were very bad. 
Um, and New Jersey, the Sioux, we were good. And New Jersey, we were, we were good, too. We were number one or number two in the division. We, did, we, we got upset in playoffs big time, but during the year, we did well. Um, again, that's why going to college, too, was kind of hard. It's just like – and it wasn't the coach's fault. It's just, again, you, when you're in a rebuild year, you can only bring in one class. If you're a new coach, you can only bring in one class. You can't – you can recruit sophomores and, and juniors and seniors, but it's, it's hard to, right? You want to bring in your freshman class. So you almost got to be there for four years before you get the guys you want. So – Yeah, for sure. And just – You know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah. – Jake, I have, a, I have a few more questions for you for you before we get this thing done with. So, what's like the biggest tip that you you could say for players looking to get to that next level? Um, be honest with yourself and do the things that nobody wants to do, like work hard, eat laps, uh, eat eat good food, stay off your stay off your video games and your phone. I'm not saying you can't do it, but only save it at nighttime. Um, this depends on where you're at, right? If you're, you know, if you're a bigger kid, you know, maybe do things to get more athletic and, and get better in shape. If you're, you know, if you're weak, maybe start doing some body weight, body weight stuff. You know, if you're a guy that has slow hands, maybe start stick handling. It's, it's, you know, I, I just think a lot of it is people need to be honest with themselves too. And if they don't know how to be honest with themselves, ask, ask, you know, people that are close but again I just I just think if we're actually honest with ourselves and we go don't go off what what makes us feel good I think that that's a huge step in and you know being real being real with where your game's at and where you're at as a person so again yeah, yeah do the little things like nobody wants to do like nobody wants to go and run a mile you know every other day but you should do it right or nobody wants to eat spinach salads but you should do it so um you know part of that is just doing doing things that nobody wants to do but doing it like you love it so again if you uh if you work hard you put in the time you just know it, it makes like if you put in the time to practice it makes it makes games easy it makes games super easy but you have to practice almost harder than you play if that makes sense yeah it does you just gotta just gotta keep working like that's what gets you, you got to separate yourself from the from the competition, and just work work harder than everyone else. So that's that's a great tip that you provided there. So my next question for you is, oh, what's your favorite pump up song when you want to get like a little pump in, like pregame more pregame warm up before you go on the ice? Like, what are you listening to? Um, I think Roses, Roses is what it's called. I forgot who it's by. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I probably do. Problem, probably I I've, I've heard songs with that with that title, so I'm sure I have. <laughs> it's easy to find. It's got a couple million views, but yeah. I like I like the techno stuff. It's a techno song, kind of. Yeah, for sure, and just anything to get you pumped up before a game, before a practice, before a lift, like get the juices flowing. Like that's all that that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so my final question for you is what has been, like, your favorite city that you've traveled to either during, like, during away games, like, in pro, college, juniors, anywhere? Oh, I'd say easily Alaska. I mean, we had a two-week trip there. So, stayed in Kenai and uh, Fairbanks. 
So Alaska's awesome. It's beautiful there, but it's also cold. Salt caribou. They're like the size of a school bus. People don't understand. Don't really get hit by that thing. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, but that that just seems like an amazing place to play. It's just in Alaska because it's like you you have to fly there, obviously, and like you just spend spend like a week to two weeks there, like you said, and just just vibe with the boys. Yeah, it's uh, we stay in hotels or eating out every day. I mean, it was nice. It was nice. It was a nice trip. I mean, the the actual games didn't go well, so we actually, you know, I think we lost three out of four when we were there, but. Um, we still enjoyed the trip. I mean, everyone, not everyone, some people, our coach was in a bad mood when we were there, but I don't blame them going three out of four. But like I said, the guys still had a good time. They had fun, so. Yeah, and have, have fun off the ice, and that, that that's where the best memories are made, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, Hammy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. And I look forward to following your career the rest of the way and training with you. All right, buddy. I'll see you soon, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem.